Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. A third of all coronavirus cases recorded in San Diego County since the pandemic began have occurred since Christmas Day. More than 250,000 positive tests were reported from December 25th to January 25th, and San Diego County has seen 700,000 cases total. Union Tribune health reporter Paul Sisson is covering what this means for infections going forward, as well as what we should know about the new Omicron variant. Okay, Paul, let's start with the variant that seemed to be the big news over the weekend. Uh, you you spoke to experts from UCSD and STSU. What did they say and, and what do we need to know? Right, yeah, this is, uh, this is kind of a subversion of Omicron. It's very, very closely uh, related to to the, the variant that's already widespread throughout the world. Uh, what the experts say is that they've looked at the genetic code uh, of this guy and uh, and he looks so similar that uh, they feel like it, it's very likely that our uh, protection that we already have uh, from becoming infected or being vaccinated is likely to convey a, a large amount of, uh, of protection to this, uh, this new threat as well. Uh, and so, uh, you know, really, it seems like there's a bit of a yawn going on out there among the experts. They don't seem uh, to feel like this represents some kind of new direction in the pandemic at this point. Okay, well, that's good news. <laughs> uh, well, you also wrote about, you know, all the cases I just mentioned um, in the intro. Um, tons of people caught it over the holidays. Those people now have natural immunity, which is the good news. But what is it expected to do to case rates going forward? Uh, yeah, you know, so. Uh, I mean, natural immunity is a real thing. You you, you know, you get sick with a, uh, a viral infection and your immune system eventually fights it off. Uh, and after it has done so, you have antibodies floating around in your blood that protect you from uh, future infection from that same threat. And you also have developed some memory cells that should give your body a bit of a head start if you encounter that, that same threat, say six or eight or 10 months or a year or more down the road. Uh, and so folks should definitely have some some strong uh, protection against the Omicron variant. And, and, you know, like you said in your intro, we've just had an unprecedentedly large number of people get this thing all at the same time. Uh, we've never really seen a period in this uh, pandemic where so many people have gotten uh, sick in the in the same month. Uh, and so, you know, I just thought that was interesting to explore in terms of what that means. Uh, for the pace of this pandemic. Uh, and everybody I spoke to said pretty much the same thing. Yeah, in the short term, we ought to definitely see a decrease in the uh, number of new cases, uh, simply because so many people will have recently had it. And so it makes it really hard uh, for the virus to spread as quickly when it's going to run into so many people who have recent uh, um, encounters and, and strong antibodies uh, against Omicron. So in the short term, it should slow things down quite a bit. Uh, you know, interestingly, talking to a researcher over at UCSD, who's an evolutionary biologist, uh, he was saying, you know, look, we're starting to see in mouse models and early research that Omicron infection doesn't necessarily convey cross protection to other variants that have come before, like Delta, and perhaps others that might might arrive in the future. Uh, you know, they're seeing some interesting things in, in early studies in terms of, uh, you know, this, this one uh, study that he was citing saying, gosh, you know, if you were vaccinated when you got infected with Omicron, it looks like uh, that combination uh, somehow is, is maybe offering 
a broader protection uh, against other variants than if you were unvaccinated and just got infected by Omicron. Uh, so, you know, it's a little murky out there in terms of exactly what this is going to mean in the kind of middle and long term. Uh, but in the short term, uh, you know, it, it looks like uh, we, we can expect a, a relatively significant um, reduction in the pandemic, I guess you'd say in the spring. Gotcha. Will you talk to me more about what the holiday outbreak, you know, looked like? So we definitely had more reported cases than ever. And your story noted that there were probably a lot of cases that, you know, did not go reported because people didn't go and, and test for whatever reason. But um, I mean, what did hospitalizations and, and deaths look like? So although it was the most cases reported, was it the deadliest? Uh, yeah, it, it definitely was not. We, uh, we haven't seen as many deaths as we saw last winter uh, when the virus was much more able to cause serious problems in the lungs of uh, patients. Uh, you saw a lot more cases a year ago uh, with people needing to be on ventilators and having very severe drops in their oxygen levels. Omicron uh, clearly does not create anywhere near that level of, of involvement in the lungs from what the experts say. Uh, and so we haven't seen nearly the, uh, the percentage of positive cases hospitalized, uh, and we haven't seen nearly as large a percentage of cases dying. However, we saw a lot more cases. Uh, so the, the kind of upshot was, yes, it was less deadly and less prone to hospitalize people. Uh, those who were, uh, you know, had other health problems going on like diabetes, uh, hypertension, uh, lung problems uh, other than COVID were, were still getting hospitalized and some of them were still dying, uh, you know, and it was enough to really push our hospitals to the edge. Uh, you know, we, we talked before about the situation where we had a lot of healthcare workers testing positive and they couldn't come in and do their jobs. So that reduced the, uh, the amount of workforce that was available to handle uh, the surge in cases coming in. Uh, so, so it wasn't necessarily the case that, that the ICUs were filling up like they did last year, uh, but there was enough increase uh, that it was very tough to deal with, especially in emergency departments, as the workforce was really hit hard uh, at the start of the new year uh, from all of the holiday gathering that occurred uh, late last year. At this point, do scientists think we'll ever eradicate COVID or is it just something we'll have to learn to live with? I think they feel like the cat's out of the bag now. You know, I, f I think they feel like it's all over the globe and it's going to be really difficult to create a global clampdown that's going to effectively stop it everywhere all at once, which is pretty much what you would need to do to... Um, to drive it out of existence. Uh, so really all of the experts that I've spoken to and a lot of other uh, people have spoken to even over the last year or so have all said that really what we're more likely to have is an endemic state where you see it popping up here and there, you see it popping up in populations, especially of folks who aren't vaccinated, uh, but you don't see this global pandemic starting to rage as large as it has in the past because so many people now have some immune protection, and it's hard for the virus to spread as far and wide and quickly as it as it has. And what about new variants? I mean, are there fears or expectations that we'll be seeing new variants anytime soon? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's a, a definite fear that uh, 
especially among the unvaccinated, that the, the, the number of cases could be still large enough uh, that you might continue to see, or you, you probably will continue to see mutation uh, you know, every time this virus gets inside of a person, inside their cells, it replicates itself. Uh, and the replication process is just not perfect. It doesn't copy its genetic material like a photocopier uh, exact replica every time. There is some uh, mistakes made, not very many in coronavirus from what the uh, immunologists say. Uh, it's It's pretty good at copying itself compared to like influenza, which is known to, to really mutate very rapidly. Coronavirus is not a virus that's seen as, as uh, mutating anywhere near that rapidly. But if you have a lot of cases, you can still see uh, some mutation. And, you know, in places, you know, other places, even outside the U.S., where, where vaccination rates are still quite low, uh, often due to access problems, uh, you could still, from what immunologists and epidemiologists say, you could still expect to see a fair amount of mutation and uh, and that can you know just drive these additional variants that come uh, sliding in uh, to various areas that have a higher rate of vaccination. Okay, uh, Paul. Any other COVID news uh, we didn't cover here that you'd like to mention? <laughs> well, it looks like uh, you know I've been talking to the local uh, hospitals uh, this morning and uh, afternoon, and it looks like uh, we're starting to see uh, the numbers subsiding a bit in emergency departments and hospitals, which is really good news for healthcare workers. Uh, you know, we were out there a week or two ago talking to, to healthcare workers on the front lines and, you know, just looking in their eyes, they, they are just exhausted. Uh, many of them have been taking extra shifts to fill in for those who couldn't come in because they were sick. And uh, our, our healthcare uh, system just needs a little breather right now. So, so any, any indication that this thing might be kind of gradually uh, getting less severe in the hospitals is definitely a little good news. Yeah, uh, it's nice to hear some some positive COVID news for once. Uh, Paul Sisson, healthcare reporter at the Union Tribune. Thank you. Thank you.